Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. As we round out the program today, of course, we've been focusing uh, all month on graduations, great speeches uh, given at graduation or commencement exercises, great speeches delivered at universities and uh, college settings uh, across the the decades. And uh, today, I want to go to one of my all time favorites. This was a speech delivered by President John F. Kennedy at Rice University in 1962. And uh, to me, this is a a powerful speech in terms of an audacious vision, a leader that was committed, and someone who was inviting people to be part of a story. We often talk about how powerful that can be, that everybody wants to be part of a winning story. And this, of course, was... The space race and our race to the moon and uh, President Kennedy laid it out uh, in front of young people, which I absolutely loved. Uh, he made, he was making this case not just to them, but to the country and to the world that uh, the United States was going to lead out. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. Uh, Great, great phrasing in there. Uh, We're going to do these things not because they're easy, but because they're hard. But I love this segment. He said, the goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energy and skills. So it wasn't just about some activity they were going to do or what they were going to try to do. It was, no, we're going to, we're going to take on this goal because it is going to allow us through our outcomes to see how good we really are. Uh, I see this in organizations all the time. Uh, They don't organize around outcomes and results. They organize, organize around activities And often that just creates a lot of motion and not a lot of forward movement. So here the president of the United States is saying, this is our goal. And the reason this is our goal is because it will allow us to measure our outcomes. Are we as good as we think we are? That's a high bar. Uh, Also love the fact that he got into this, that this is a challenge we're willing to accept, unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. I'm going to come back to that in just a second. Uh, But one of the other things that uh, President Kennedy talked about was 
making sure that we're not just caught in the prop wash of everything else that's going on around us, uh, but how you actually lead. And this generation does not intend to founder in the backwash of the coming age of space. We mean to be a part of it. We mean to lead it. So easy to hang out in the uh, the backwash and the prop wash of others' activities and what others are doing and striving to do. Uh, so again, this is uh, President Kennedy at Rice University, uh, really a call to the students and a call to the country uh, in the space race, which is why one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite speeches. Uh, but this last piece I want to play for you uh, really, to me, puts it all together just in terms of how strong that vision was and how committed he was as the leader to actually lead. Even though I realize that this is in some measure an act of faith and vision, for we do not now know what benefits await us. But if I were to say, my fellow citizens, that we shall send to the moon 240,000 miles away a giant rocket more than 300 feet tall, the length of this football field, made of new metal alloys, some of which have not yet been invented, and do all this and do it right and do it first, then we must be bold. We must be bold. Now, there was one little phrase in there that most people miss when they listen to this speech. So I want to go back to it. So he said, we're going to have a giant rocket more than 300 feet tall, the length of this football field, made of new metal alloys. And then listen to this. Very casually, (laughs) without a lot of pomp, he says, some of which have not yet been invented. Some of which have not been invented. Think about that. Uh, That is my kind of leadership to say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this incredible thing, and we're going to use new metal alloys, some of which have not yet been invented. But I am so confident in our talent, in our people, in our capability, in our capacity to come together and unite around a single vision that I'm going to declare we're going to do stuff that hasn't even been invented yet. That's leadership. That's what leadership looks like. That's what leadership sounds like. Uh, If you haven't listened to this speech recently, uh, it is a masterpiece. Uh, He actually begins the speech uh, by quoting William Bradford uh, back in uh, speaking back in 1630, the founding of Plymouth Bay colony uh, colony. And remember that he talked about that there would be great difficulties, but they would be overcome with answerable courage. That's a great line. Answerable courage, not just courage, not just the willingness to try but answerable, accountable courage. Think of it that way. Uh, easy to, to, to bloviate and say, hey, we're going to do hard things and we're going to go big. Uh, it's something completely different if it's answerable courage, if there is an opportunity to be held accountable, if it's so transparent, if it's so all-encompassing, if it's so uh, in front of everybody involved, then you have answerable courage. And that's real courage to me. Uh, it's easy to to pound your chest and uh, spike the ball uh, when you're running up the score on a uh, on a weak team, uh, but the the answerable courage comes when you face the real tests, the real challenge. And do you have the medal then? Are you still willing 
to be open and honest? Are you still willing uh, to engage in setting the bar really high, uh, even knowing you might come up short? And to me, that was one of the the most powerful things uh, from President Kennedy. Again, this was Kennedy back in uh, at Rice University. Uh, but I want to come back to this phrase because I think it's something we all need to ask ourselves around a host of issues as we come out of the pandemic. He talked again about the goal that would serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win. So the question of the day is, what are those goals? What are, the, what are those goals or what should those goals be for the country today? And what are those goals and what should those goals be here in the state of Utah, especially as the legislature meets in special session tomorrow? Are they thinking in those terms? Individually, as families, as communities, what are those goals out there that we are willing to accept, we are unwilling to postpone, and one that we intend to win. Uh, We talked about that with the Other Side Village today. The goal of helping people who are facing chronic homelessness uh, is one that we should not postpone, that we should willingly accept, uh, accept, and one that we should intend to win. There's a host of those out there. My challenge for all of us today is to figure out what should those be. What's the challenge for you and for us that we're willing to accept, unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win? Figure that out on a Tuesday. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. The great Jeff Kaplan is next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.